You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Can Future Days. In the room, I have Ben. Hello. And John. Oi. Future Days is the fifth studio album by the German experimental rock group Can, originally released in 1973 on United Artists Records. Producer was Can, and the genre is kraut rock, ambient, electronic, and progressive rock. And I'm going to read from All Music Review, Anthony Tognazian. On Future Days, Can fully explored the ambient direction that they had introduced into their sound on previous years Ege Bamyasi and in the process created a landmark in European electronic music where Ege Bamyasi had played fast and loose with elements of rock song structure. Future Days dispensed with these elements altogether creating hazy expansive soundscapes dominated by percolating rhythms and evocative layers of keys. Vocalist Damio Suzuki turns in his final and most inspired performance with the band. His singing, which takes the form here of rhythmic nonsense murmuring, is all minimal texture and shading. Apart from the delightfully uh, concise single, Moonshake, the album is comprised of just three long, atmospheric pieces of music. The title track eases us into the sonic watch, while spray is built around Suzuki's eerie vocals which weave in and out of the shimmering instrumental tracks. The closing Bel Air is a glorious expanse piece of music that progresses almost imperceptibly, ending abruptly after exactly 20 minutes. Aptly titled Future Days is fiercely progressive, calming, complex, intense, and beautiful all at once. It is one of Can's most fully realized and lasting achievements. All right, what do we think of Future Days by Can? Dude, tell you what. I really like this. I I thought it was incredible. I uh, yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, I mean, it does a lot of amazing things and it goes a lot of amazing places. But I have a hard time, maybe because my brain is just too rigid for ambient music. I like, and I don't know if I'm saying these bands are ambient. I mean, I like Air. I like Stereo Lab. Again, they have structure, you know, a bit, and I feel like. Future Days and Bel Air and Spray are, you know, wide ranging and they shift mood and they shift sound throughout them, um, you know, all the while creating like a, a kind of a cool and new sound that you hadn't really heard before. Kind of this, the stuff that does carry on later, this kind of spacey, relaxed, interesting, but with the same time, like some uh, really good percussion kind of oral, A-U-R-A-L, oral uh, environment. Um, but it's just that. It's it's an environment. You know, it's like walking into, uh, like, a special exhibit at a zoo. You yeah. know, 
you're not hearing a song. You're you're in a you're put in a space. How do you feel about Brian Eno stuff? Yeah, I like Brian Eno. Okay. I mean, but I see like yeah, that's that's m- closer to this album. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I kind of that's my it's like a, a what I would kind of call a touchstone for this album is that sort of like ambient style of soundscape uh, recorded material and almost collage together. But I will say Future Days, one thing that I think Ben will probably be in agreement with, it keeps it moving. Like the rhythm section. Mm-hmm. It's the rhythm section that, that keeps, keeps it together this for me. together. Yeah, which is very nice. Not that I, I don't listen to, you know, music for airports and like all the other stuff that doesn't have like a, a strictly a drum or, or, or a bass or, you know, that rhythm. But this... I feel like it. You can give it to someone who is not on board with a lot of the the ideas that Can has presented, and I think that rhythm section can carry it through. Um, the groove gives it structure. Yeah, and so yeah. you can kind of weave in and out with those weird vocals and those ideas of waves lapping or whatever. But as long as there is something there to kind of harness that, it. it, it I feel like it. it yeah, yeah. It Ken, keeps that structure. Ken has always had a really good sort yeah. of rhythm and, and and like an interesting rhythm. Ken cracked the code for me because uh, often ambient music I can't get behind. I get bored with it, but not with Ken. You know, like uh, like Tago Mago and now Future Days, like these long, like 10, 20 minute long songs. I don't know why, but I'm fully on board with them. <laughs> I think they're well executed and they're well thought out. It's 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 because with ambient, um, with a lot of ambient, there is a certain tendency to do these ostinatos, these repetitions where it's the same phrase over and over and over. And can is not necessarily they might repeat phrases, but they do have a progressive edge to them. You know, Suzuki is not singing the same thing over and over. There are differences within it. It might be a, a minimal difference, but at the same time, it is that that difference is there. You know, so mm-hmm. they are th- completely thought out songs. This album soothes me. It like takes me out of my head for some reason. It's, oh, the, it's the future. It, it yeah. It just like it like gets it gets like behind my brain. Because you know, you that uh, ASMR or something like that. No, no, <laughs> no. It doesn't. It's, it's not like it puts me in a trance, but it just like it gets behind my brain. My brain locks into that groove, and then just like loosens up. Uh, there is also something that I, I thought about when listening to this, and it has a certain sparseness that other bands like Rush and those other heavy yes. Rush and, does and, not relax me. No, no. In in uh, El. ELP. ELP. Oh yeah, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Yeah, yeah. ELP. They are they are strictly let me show you how much I can do with the instrumentation and t- switching time signatures and things like this where I feel like can has always been that let me so show you a conceptual pan, you know an idea are they still locked up structure. in that castle, just laying down <laughs> grooves all day? <laughs> I don't think they're in the castle, but I think yeah. they're in an old movie theater now. <laughs> like, yeah, they, yeah. No, I think they, no, seriously, I think they moved from the castle <laughs> to like an old movie. <laughs> they're just uh, 
just doing like various Scooby Doo locations. <laughs> they're gonna be in an old amusement park next time. Next, they'll be underwater, yep. like in a submarine, yeah. <laughs> just laying down grooves. Yeah. yeah. Gotta get me deeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like literally <Yeah>. deeper. <laughs> Moonshake was surprisingly up tempo. Yeah, it's kind of just like a three minute, like solid regular. Uh, I mean, other there are some bloops and cranks at one minute in, but it's you'll you know, have that. You'll have some some auxiliary percussion. You got to. I mean, yeah, it's required. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't bring this egg beater and these tin sheets for nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's no, it's no, uh, who was the trash man of King Crimson? Oh, it was... <laughs> J- J- Muir? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, literally... J- like, Jamie Muir? Yeah, literally just going out and finding trash. <laughs> <to make. wondering too if they were afraid to maybe put you know too mm. too much too much can in here and this does represent you know a, a bit of a different idea for the band which is i mean it it's a it's great it's it's, it's like that it's having diversity yeah w- within this i mean in their first album when they were in the old spooky castle uh they did have a little that bit wasn't of that. their first one right that was their second because Suzuki is their second, second singer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the first one covered. that we covered, which might have been their second album, Tago Mago. Tago Mago, they did have some of the, the soundscape, but it wasn't like what I think you and I would all agree is ambient. So yeah, them taking it here is. And Jockey Liebziel. Uh, yeah, I, I have a second. J A K I Liebziel, I think, is the percussionist. And he's he's amazing. And. and yeah, he keeps it from being boring <laughs> or 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 so loose that you get lost. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, that's a good word to, to say, lost. Like cuz I do feel like you could get lost in if this wasn't if this didn't didn't have that drive. If this didn't have that sort of like trance element to it. Yeah. I think a lot of people too I, I, when I was doing reading, people equated this almost more to like Aphex Twin Orbital Trance music than it, it did to like psychedelic and mm. progressive rock. They thought that huh. this had more with electronic uh, ideas, maybe not within instrumentation, but within ideas uh, throughout the album, which I thought was very yeah. cool because it's called Future Days and it, you know, it is presenting these like instrumental, Instruments, also vocals as an instrument. You know how they chop mm-hmm, up uh, mm-hmm. vocals into uh, trance electronic music. I mean, he's present he he's doing it not by uh, chopping up his own vocals, but he is like singing in singing in a style in, that's, in these ways that yeah, yeah chopped or heightened or yeah. accented. Like yeah, in Future it, Days, the song it sounds like I mean, it's, I couldn't really compare it to anything better than like some of uh, Ween. Yeah. Like, Ween would do some of those higher-pitched vocals, like... 
and this is the second album in a row that I'm going to say I, I hear this band influencing uh, on the track Future Days. I was hearing some Yola Tango. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was hearing it on the John K- uh, on the John Cale, and I'm hearing it here again on on, on Future Days. Yeah, I mean, chill vibes, man. There's chill there's a reason vibes. that a good number of these albums are in the book. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. even though it might not be an album where you would listen to it again or have a favorite song on it, there's something that carried a musical seed into the future and birthed all these interesting fruit. Yeah, Can was I, I mean. I think we've said it before. Can was a very influential band. I mean, I now know so influential. <laughs> well, and people Which call it Krautrock. Like, yeah, is that just because they are German, or is like I don't know what Krautrock no, sounds like. Uh, I mean, uh, Kraftwerk. Okay, yeah, is, yeah. is also Krautrock. Got that that moto beat, which mm. there was a lot more of that on Tagomago. It's yeah. a German art rock. Kind of in electric industrial a little bit, but not... A bit angular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, minimalist. Minimalist, yeah. Yeah. So it's... You but, know. But, you know. But, the Germans. The Germans. <laughs> but with that, with that beat, with that, you know... Right. Backing beat, yeah. Yeah, but with a with a solid rhythm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, I could listen to this all day. I was going to say, I'm getting lost yeah. while we're ta- just talking about it right now, because it, it goes in and out, and it... it it flourishes at times and then goes back down. Yeah. It's, they have such a good way of, of adding spices, you know, within each song of, of being like, now it's, now it's getting exciting. Now we're bringing it down in just that ebb and flow. Ebb and flow is like, are they still doing the tape edits like they they used to do? Are they pretty much playing it straight? I haven't heard I, any tape. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like it's cuts. Mi- it's mixing, but I don't think it's the tape lo- yeah. looping that they were doing as much. So cool, though. We're listening to Moonshake right now, and that's that moto beat. Mm-hmm. And Moonshake, even though it is not ambient like the rest of the album, is still really fun, enjoyable, like cool vibe. Like the way uh, Damo is singing is very interesting and sets a mood. I was going to say, too, this, unlike a lot of stuff we've been listening to, the, the, it is, like, vibed out, and the, the guitars don't have any sort of distortion, or there's no, um, it's not typical. Those, those drums feel almost deadened, like they're in a dead, recorded in a dead room, which is all, uh, star, not styrofoam, but uh, baffled in, baffled in, yeah. yeah. So it's almost as if there's there's no echo. It just feels like uh, almost just in your brain, just small, like yeah. thin, but yeah. like nice. Feels per like uh, perfect within each of these different things. There's a lot of weird bloops and bleeps <laughs> going on <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> that is crucial auxiliary percussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh you call it auxiliary God. percussion. I call it crucial percussion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way into it, man. Cool. Also, uh, I, uh, how about like the uh, the album cover with all those Art Nouveau stylings to it? Because it's just text with, with I detail. Love, I love Can's art. Yeah. I mean, a monster movie with like the giant monster. Yeah, with like, the, vo- the Voltron on the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like towering over the... Uh, uh, the mountains and then Tagomago was sort of like a, uh, you know, it's like a modern art piece of yeah. like almost like a face, but it had that bright orange. They they do a good good job. Yeah, for sure. 
So what's the, 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 so the album cover of this, it's, it's like metallic gold on purple. It's got like that classic Art Nouveau border. Then, uh, what's the, uh, what's like the pitchfork? So the pitchfork is the Greek letter Psi. Big IU fans, are they? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, the the pitchfork's the Greek letter Psi, uh, P-S-I or P-S-Y sometimes. Like the rapper? Yep. And then underneath that, very small, is an I Ching hexagram mm-hmm. oh, known yep. as uh, the cauldron, I think. Uh, I don't know what it means. Is that under future days? Yeah, under future days. There's a uh, hexagram would be three lines and three lines. In the I Ching, you basically can determine fortunes or, or determine fates and sort of uh, contemplate cosmic Im- impact by what six lines, whether they're broken or unbroken in that order. And they make different symbols. What's this one? That's the cauldron. I don't know what it means. <laughs> it's the cauldron. Like a mixing pot. Like a bowl. <laughs> like a like a like big a old stew. Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, you're you are right that this is Art Nouveau style, but it's even more specific. It's Jugendstil. Oh, Jugendstil. Der Youth style, which is uh German Art Nouveau. <laughs> it's like eighteen ninety five to nineteen. They, they just they, they have their own word for when Art Nouveau happens in Germany? Well, because they can't say Nouveau. They have to say Jugendstier. Because of their accents? Yes, because <laughs> they are German. Would you love to have this album? I absolutely would. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I've added it to my uh, my birthday's uh, December 9th. <laughs> and I've added it to my wish list. Your Amazon wish list for all the all the Ben super fans out there. <laughs> Get on your Patreon. <laughs> so uh, my grandma's listening. <laughs> Transmorphers, Ben. I want some Transmorphers. <laughs> Gobots. <laughs> Hey, I loved GoBots. GoBots get a bad rap. They did get a bad rap. They were good toys. Yeah, and I, this dude in second grade, I was made fun of so much for bringing in a GoBot to play with. It's all that. It's all that brand name stuff, man. They said, "What is that? A transformer?" I said, "No, it's a GoBot." And they said, "You mean robot, dumbass?" <laughs> no, it's a it's, it's a the GoBot brand named GoBot. It's a come on, man. It's fucking Mattel. Like, Get with it. So if you get Ben a present, <laughs> get him the right one. <laughs> Either give me Cam's Future Days or really any GoBot. <laughs> How about any Can album, too? It, any any can, can album, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all good as far as I know. I, I, of the two that I know, they're all good. <laughs> they're, pr- they're pretty much all good. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, this one's a way different style than Tago Mago, yet I still like it. Yeah, they, they switch it up for sure. I mean, they're, yeah, they're not all the same thing, but at the same time, they... None, none of the Can of albums were like huge market successes, right? Like they were always, you know, sold okay, but never like well, burst they, out they, with a single. I don't, I don't think they had like a top ten hit. Yeah, that'd be weird. What what weird <laughs> universe is that? I mean, Vitamin C is like pretty cool, but is that one of those tracks though that got like later recognition got hit later, from, absolutely. From, from samples? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sample ban. 
Like the bongos. They're just talking about future days right here. They're like, we'll be, we'll be popular in future days. Yeah. <laughs> Bide our time. Uh, what do you think of this album? Uh, I, I, I fully endorse this album. I liked every track on it. I'm not often into ambient trance music, but I like this. Uh, I, their, their, their level of craft is so high. And then the percussion's just always cool. Yeah. It's never showy. It's just always just locked in and interesting. I'm going to give it a neutral plus. Um, I couldn't find a thing to dig a hook into, and I and I often feel like that's what I want in an album. Um, that being said, if I were in the mood to just have something on in the background that was really interesting and just setting a mood and um, not really intruding but giving a lot of interest, this is great. Like, there's nothing in here that's going to break your concentration. There's nothing super sharp that blasts out anywhere, uh, but... All the while, it's giving your brain little treats. Good for studying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low, fi chill beats. To lo-fi study chill beats, y'all. Lo-fi chill beats. <laughs> That's a thing. That's a huge. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm well aware of <laughs> lo-fi and chill beats. I spent all weekend listening to lo-fi chill beats, yet I still failed my exam. <laughs> uh, total positive for me on can. I mean, this is this is such cool stuff. So early too, 1973. This sounds like it could have come out yesterday and it, it still would have been exciting and interesting. Um, I can't imagine this kind of coming out now without having some sort of electronic element even, but this, the fact that it doesn't, yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. I mean, but yeah, it's great. I just, um, yeah, can't say enough about it. I hope that uh, we get some more uh, music like this. That's just a little bit. Are we getting any out, more can outside? I don't know. I don't think there would be anything to do. I'm surprised we didn't get the one with all them orcas on the front. Nope, this is it. All right, well, good, good, good show, Can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can had two albums. Yeah, I think that's pretty good. They're batting a thousand in my book. <laughs> In the book that you make. <laughs> in, 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 in my book of how I feel about these albums. Ken has got a hot streak going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Lou Reed, Berlin. All right, All right. thanks, y'all.